Welcome, Welcome to, to Full-Time Cheese Mosas. We're your hosts, Brenda from The Glam Room. Violet from Complete Beauty. Let's get into the chisme. So today we're going to be doing a quick FAQ and a little about us. All right, so what are the common questions that we get asked all the time, Violet? So we're going to go over common questions that we get asked and then also questions from a poll that we did. <clears throat> so the first question that we have is how we both started in the beauty business. Do you want to start first, Brenda? Yeah, so I'll start first. So my name is Brenda. I started the Glam Room about three years ago, but I've technically been lashing for seven years. Um, so how I actually started um, with lashes was I wanted to become a makeup artist. And I went to aesthetic school because um, that's what I wanted to do was like uh, get that license so I could start doing makeup. And then when I got in there... I actually ended up hating makeup once I graduated. It was just kind of like too strict and it was like you had to follow protocol. And um, when I started doing the lashes part, that like seemed more just it attracted me more. I feel like um, like when you know, you know, and I feel like um, I tried all the other aesthetic services like I did the waxing. I did like dermaplaning. Um, I did what else did I even try? I think that was mostly it and then I just kind of just like really stuck with lashes and then that's kind of what got me the busiest was when I started doing lashes then I ended up going full-time with that only and that's kind of all I wanted to offer so it worked out perfect for me so that's kind of how I started was with that how'd you start Violet? With me I went ahead and started um I pretty much was really into makeup I love doing makeup it was just like my favorite hobby it like helped me especially with my mental health, just giving me something to focus on. And then I actually became really good friends with a girl who was actually a makeup artist already. And one day she kind of just bamboozled me into assisting her and I fell in love with it. So that's kind of how I started my, got my start as a makeup artist. And after doing that for a little bit, I decided that it was time for me to go to school, get my license, so I wasn't doing anything illegally. <laughs> no illegal <laughs> services. Nothing. And so then um, from there, I started offering like lashes and then brows. And so I've been doing makeup for about six years, uh, lashes for about four years, and brows for about two. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I just... I, you know, just really enjoyed making people feel beautiful. And so that's how we are, where yeah. we are today. The next question that we got asked is um, our experience working other jobs. So what was your previous work experience, Brenda? So my previous work experience was um, I used to work for a speech pathology location. And it was called Chatterbox. And I was their uh, receptionist there. Um, and it was really cool because I was, like, I was able to use my Spanish and, um, obviously, like, my English there as well. So, I thought that was really fascinating. I really love that job. I feel like, um, the girls who owned it are fantastic. They were just, like, the best bosses I could ever have. And I learned kind of, like, so much from them. Um, and I feel like, specifically, I learned a lot of my customer service there. So, that was my one and only job before I kind of turned into like a full time CEO <laughs> kind of situation. <laughs> Brenda knew from the jump she wanted to be a CEO. We CEO. love a woman with vision. <laughs> a CEO um, vibe. How about you? Um, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing with my life. <laughs> For real. I had a million jobs before I got into the beauty biz. I worked corporate jobs. Like I um worked with like big companies like fortune 500 companies i did um the last one one of the last jobs i had was as a credit analyst at a bank it made me super miserable and at first when i got asked to do makeup it just wasn't something i wanted to do because i was already so burnt out from my regular job 
but then I started doing it and I started loving it and then before I knew it um I had quit my full-time job to pursue being in the beauty business so I had multiple jobs um they were all over the place before okay and the next question we got asked in our poll was are me and Brenda related (laughs) (laughs) plot twist we are not related I mean we kind of do look alike and I feel like I tell Violet this all the time we're like the same person different font yeah because we are but I tell her I'm like girl we ain't even in different fonts we're in italic (laughs) (laughs) you're bold (laughs) or I'm bold I guess yeah we're so pretty similar dude we really are um so another question that we the next question that we got or are we business partners so no, we're not. No, technically, we're not business partners. Technically. Technically. <laughs> we do love to collab a lot, but mm-hmm. I own the Glam Room and Violet owns, owns Complete Beauty. Yes. So, so we we own two separate businesses. We do love to collaborate and work with each other. I think if you can find someone to work with that, like, helps you bounce off of your ideas and do better things together. That's my that, favorite. Yeah, that's always amazing. I feel like um we'll have an idea, and then we both get to put our input in it, and then it's just, like, this freaking masterpiece at mm-hmm. the end that I'm just like, yeah. damn, we did it. Yeah, and I think, you know, me and Brenda are very good at, like, um, bouncing off of each other. Like, mm-hmm. we'll start with one idea, and we're like, mm, no. And we'll just sit there and ping pong off of each other until it's, like, Yes. Yeah. This is it. Until this is a masterpiece, perfect. like a yep. chef would say, chef's kiss. kiss. Yeah. And so I think, you know, that's, and I also think that we have different strengths. I think it's also very important, yes. to, like in a business, to like understand what your strengths are. And I feel like Brenda is a really good visionary. Like, Brenda is an idea person. She's very good at, like, and I would say I'm a good idea person, too. She's really good at getting the ball rolling. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I'm like, dude, I have a We're going to start this today. I feel like I have a million ideas. But but I feel like my follow-through is a little bit better. (laughs) She is really good at following through. (laughs) Because then I feel like that's how we just do so well. Because it's just like, we'll come up with this amazing idea. And then you're just like, okay, boom, boom, boom. This is what we have to do to get it done. it wasn't for her... We would never get it started. <laughs> so, so it's like, you know, um, we just got lucky and um, it we just works. Get lucky. It just works. Which is so wild because literally me and Violet never met prior to us working together. No. And it's just so weird <laughs> just, how we literally just like, we were like long lost sisters or something. Uh-huh. We just like instantly. It just worked. Yeah, just we clicked. instantly clicked. And it's so crazy because I feel like if you know me, I'm actually super shy at first. But man, freaking Violet broke me out of my shell <laughs> so quick. Like, so And honestly, quick. I was just obsessed with her right away. <laughs> like I didn't even know her and I was obsessed with her. I just and, obsessed with you as well. <laughs> and it was funny because before we met, Brenda actually used to share a space with before. So um, the next question is how we met. Yeah. So I feel like how I met Brenda is funny because I actually met her stuff before I met her. So I went to go get my lashes done with a girl that you were sharing a suite with at mm-hmm. the time because she had just gotten back from maternity leave. Yeah, right? I just got back from maternity leave. So she leave, wasn't so. full time quite yet at that time. She had been lashing full time forever and then she had gone on maternity leave. And then I came back part time because yes. I didn't want to so work as much. I was actually getting lashed by the girl that she was sharing the suite with because she actually was in aesthetic school with me, you know, what a small world, you know? I didn't and, know that. That's yeah. so interesting. Okay. <laughs> and so then um i got into her suite and i was like oh my god whose stuff is this like this is really speaking to me and she had like some crystals she had her tattoo machine up and and like that the girl was alive it really yeah, was <laughs> the girl who was sharing the suite with you was like that's not my stuff you can't touch it <laughs> don't touch it <laughs> yeah and then i was like oh okay and then 
me like you know clueless to the fact that like a month or two later i was deep into brenda's ig stalking her and so it was very interesting because i feel like what's where you will find you and i just feel like the universe just like kind of placed us together just at the right time like you know and so how i met her was i had a, a we um i had a good friend that actually decided to rent a studio space from Brenda when Brenda decided to get her own salon. Yeah, and create the glam yeah. room. And I feel like I'm very easily to get bamboozled into things, but <laughs> somehow she convinced me to help her move all of her stuff into Brenda's salon in the middle of the night. And I went into the salon, um, and I just, like, fell in love with the space. It was so big and beautiful, and it had, like, a lot of exposed brick, and it was white. Um... And I'm was, a sucker. Was, I'm a sucker a for exposed brick. You yeah, know? it was super cute. Yeah. And I feel like the space was honestly the space there was just like we had such big rooms in there, mm-hmm. and then the little waiting area already was yeah. like set up, so it was super super cute. Mm-hmm. So she got bamboozled, and that's kind of how we yeah. met. Yeah, and so then I hit her up that same night, and I was like, "Hey, like, because I had actually written her before before my friend moved in. I actually writ." wrote her and was like hey how much are your spaces and at that time I was like a baby lash artist like I really didn't have like the budget you know and she was like oh do you want to set up a time to meet and I think she kind of told me a similar story like you were really into the vibe I had on my page with my makeup I did I actually was like um as soon as she wrote me I like instantly like if you write me I, I tend to do this <laughs> I tend to click on your profile to kind of see who you are but I did that with Violet and I was actually like dude I was like manifesting that she would fucking come to the salon because i was like dude i i felt like inspired based off of just you looking at your ig and your makeup i was just like oh my god like i already was like damn we can collab and do x y and z like just already from the beginning i was just we were already we were already in our head with collabing yeah because i was just obsessed like when i saw you write me i was like oh my god please come to the salon and and you know now i don't really like on like post like a lot of makeup on myself but at that time I was pretty new into lashing and I was like mainly a makeup artist and my makeup page like it was it was very aesthetic. I had like a lot of makeup posts on there. Yes, like, it I worked, was a vibe. I worked it was really hard vibe. to curate my page just to like um no, archive worked. all of it. Archive all of it.
and dude, like, it was like six months in advance, dude. Because I needed to, in my head, I needed to give myself enough time to like be at that level to lash in front of her. <laughs> dude, I like, still remember that DM. I was like writing. I was like, okay, so when are you thinking? You're like March. Dece- no, you said December. It was like something crazy, or like maybe you wrote me in December and then it was in March. Yeah, but I think it was, like it was somewhere wrong around that timeline where but literally it was like months away. And it's I was like, how like people oh, book a photo shoot, but they're like, okay, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna book it three months in advance so I can lose ten pounds. Like that was in my head it was the same thing i was like okay i'm gonna book this training but i'm gonna level up before i train with her so i don't embarrass myself dude that's so um, funny that's which was really so funny because so then i feel like that also kind of helped us like as far as like establishing a friendship um and kind of connecting more because we kind of the way you ended up training me was like it was just here and there, kind of. Yeah, you know? it was With more like, like ongoing, ongoing yeah. training. I yeah. feel like I'd be like, oh, we do like a, like thirty minutes an hour here and there, and then like I check in and like watch her. We didn't ever officially do like a. It head, was like, never a full official training, which I feel <laughs> kind of bad for that. But at the same time, but I got my money's worth. Okay? I do feel like yeah, I do feel like I would pop in and be like, oh, you should try this. And or also, that. this is like when your trainings were not expensive. Like yeah. you could charge me like. Like nine hundred or something. Yeah, they were. That. Yeah, that was like when it, like my baby phases of yeah. just training as yeah. well. So I kind of like didn't even know what like I was what like to charge. Like yeah, yeah, getting myself into and stuff. But so that was kind of. So I had I was like obsessed with Brenda. I was just in my fan girl like simping for her, <laughs> like paying for these trainings for her. I had never met her, and then I moved in. <laughs> so oh, I also her. another thing too. You <laughs> bought tweezers from oh, me. Oh yeah, and then and I then, was obsessed with you because your nails were fucking. Fire. And then you were like on the music that you'd like posted and tagged me in was Rihanna. And I was just like, yeah. oh, and then what was my funny bitch. is because like I had Yaz go pick them up. Yeah. Part of the reason I went to go pick them up is because she was buying some too. But because I was too nervous to meet you. <laughs> too nervous to meet. That's so One funny. thing about me is like people don't believe it, but I have such bad social anxiety. People never believe this. Because I once you get me talking, I can't shut up. But like I do have bad social anxiety. And I was like, oh my God, like. <laughs> meet her oh my god like she just seems like such a baddie and it's funny because also before i met brenda i like brenda never posted herself like back then she does now but i like looked high and low to find a picture of you and the only picture i could find of you was like of someone cutting your hair like a year (laughs) prior it was yeah dude i don't know i was so low-key back then honestly i was like she looks like cute for her profile (laughs) like trying to zoom in Screenshots zoom in. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah I was very low key. I didn't post myself a lot mm-hmm. back then. You've definitely gotten so much better at that. I have. I've so, gotten a lot better. Yeah, so that's a little, I guess, us ranting about how we met each other. Yes. And so um, another common question that we get asked all the time is how many people work in our space? So me and Brenda have a shared space. It is a storefront, then it is like a makeup area, and then in the back there's a waiting room and our two service tables. Yeah. So it's and just me and her. It's just me and her. It is a lot of space for us. It but is. It works perfectly. But it does. It works perfect because I feel like um you're able to have your makeup area, and then I have my storefront, mm-hmm. and then we have that waiting area. And then honestly, it's perfect because I feel like even though we do work together and we like to collab a lot together, believe it or not, we don't see each other that mm-hmm. often. So it's like we still get to miss each other. Yeah. Hence why we're collabing on a podcast. Yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. And it's just crazy to see each other more. Because at first I was like kind of nervous when we moved into this space because originally we were in a different space with separate suites yeah it was separate suites so like we still had the privacy and even though like we both uh well i had like a shared space prior to that but we i never worked together with that person so it was still always like a private like setups and same with you and so we were kind of like 
fuck, well, I hope our clients take yeah. it well. And, like, should we, we have... Nervous. Yeah, we were really stressed and nervous. But, honestly, it worked out fantastic. Mm-hmm. I feel like we can just, like, chit-chat and our clients get along really well. Yeah, most like, of our clients know each other. Yeah, they know each other. So, it's, like, we just have, like, a girl time in there, I feel mm-hmm. like. So, I feel like it's just a really and good time. And it's a very relaxed... Like, we're very relaxed people. So, I feel like most of our clients are super relaxed. Mm-hmm. And, um... You know, I just feel like it's very, like, good vibes in there. Yes. Yeah, and if it's not good vibes, we'd be running the sage. (laughs) (laughs) Saging our problems away. Yeah. (laughs) For real. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That is so funny. So, another one that we get um, is, basically, I think, like, um, someone asked us what the common misconceptions that we felt were about the beauty business, and I think we both talked about this is like, People don't have accurate expectations of what they're getting themselves into. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they have, I mean, we, so when you go to the, when you go to beauty school, you, they sell you this fantasy. You're going to be your own boss. You're going to make your own hours. You're going to make six figures. And realistically, that's just not going to be the beginning of your career. And not I would the say, beginning, at least. You no. can work towards it, but mm-hmm. not the beginning. Mm-hmm. I feel like at the beginning, kind of like what we were both saying, is like, mm-hmm. we always were like, oh, we're going to be our own boss. We're going to mm-hmm. have our own hours, just like you were saying. But kind of at the beginning, we are like, we both were just so accessible mm-hmm. to our clients so that way we can get clients through the door and stay yeah, with us. Yeah, build that portfolio so you can start being pickier about the hours you work, about the clients you take. yeah because if not and you're just like hard to access right from the beginning then it's just like that's kind of you're never gonna build the clientele yeah it's kind of difficult because it's like you're already to get difficult to get like scheduled with and then it's like you're still trying to build that portfolio Mm -hmm. so like i feel like honestly at the beginning i kind of was like a slave to my business which i know that's bad to say but i really did i was just like you know they would write me and say oh can i book with you and they'd be like oh can i do like a 6 p.m or 7 p.m and i'd be like yep let's do it say less Mm -hmm. you know um i will say one thing i did have like right from the beginning is i knew that as as soon as i was my own boss i did want weekends weekends off and i have stuck with that um unless Mm -hmm. i do a training then i'll typically do weekends but other than that i have had my weekends off so that was one thing i guess that was one ceo boss thing i yeah i did from the beginning but other than that i will say that like i think a lot of people are like oh you're gonna get all these clients and they're gonna be so accessible to whatever mm-hmm. and like i will say like if you want a specific schedule you definitely can make it to that but don't be too hard to access because mm-hmm. then it will be very like, difficult i've had girls who will train with me and they want to work nine to two nine to one and then not wear weekends and i was like and like i sat down with one of them because like i will sit there and i'll you know if you take a uh, training with me i'll tell you what what apps i use i'll help you set up the app to book whatever you need i'll do it for you and i was like so i remember sitting down with one of my clients and be like uh one with one of my students and i was like you're not giving yourself enough time to do a fill within Mm -hmm. these hours and it's like you have to be you know, like, acknowledge the fact that you do have to make yourself accessible at first if you want to get people in the door. Because in reality, people want someone who has a style or skill set that they want. Like, they either want you to be at that skill or at that style for them. They probably want you to be, you know, in their price range and also accessible. So you need to, you know, 
gotta meet somewhere in the balance yeah. i'm not telling mm-hmm. you to like overwork yourself because mm-hmm. that is definitely one thing i will like i preach don't burn now, yourself out do not burn yourself out because that freaking sucks mm-hmm. when you actually do because like like yeah. i said at the beginning you are just like work 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 like long hours and everything um but i will say find a happy balance and it's just like create that schedule that you do want but again don't be too difficult to access just because then it is hard for clients to schedule. And if it's already hard to schedule from the beginning, then they're going to no longer want to continue with you because of how difficult it is. So mm-hmm. always have, like... I mean, me and Brenda are really big on scheduling, too. Like, me and her both love to have our stuff scheduled a year out. Like, even for mm-hmm. our own services, we like it on the same day, same hour. And, like, personally, like, for me as a... Like, just the way I live my life with my personal trainer, I meet them same hour, every other week, every week, whatever, when I get my nails done, that's my preference, like, I want to see you the same time every other week or every week, and I want that booked out months in advance. Yeah, because I feel like for the most part, it doesn't mm -hmm. change on our schedule, Mm -hmm. do you know? And when people don't offer me that, like, for me, when I'm getting a service, I don't really want to book with you. I don't really want to struggle to find an appointment every month. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't want to. I am definitely one of those people that it's like, if I have to contact you to book, I most likely won't book again. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I like it to be super easily accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to tell you, okay, this day works for me every two weeks. Please book. And then it's just like, if you can make funny. that happen, perfect. And that's kind of like the same routine that we both incorporated into our business. Mm-hmm. Into where we have all of our clients literally book a year in advance. It's very rare that we kind of get like those last minute appointments like every once in a while you know if somebody has to switch something up because of a trip then we make it work but other than that we do try to like keep it pretty much the same yeah and I just think you have to make yourself like accessible in that way you know um you can't you know you can want to have you know your hours that you want to work and all that kind of stuff but you do have to put in the work especially when you're starting I mean even with like when I started with brows you know, you have to slowly build your price up because you want to have something to speak for that cost. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when I started doing brows, I started, a, I start, I did five free brows and then I did um, a whole month at $100 and then the next month it was like 125 and then 150 and Yeah, like slowly scaling yourself. Yeah, and you have to understand, it's like, why would someone pay me, let's say it was brand new, and you can charge whatever you want to charge, but why would someone pay me 100 and $75 when I've been doing brows for all of two days versus go pay like $25 more for someone who's been doing it for three years. So you just have to be realistic about yourself. We definitely are big believers on charge your worth, but when you are charging like a certain amount, you are going to be held to a certain standard. And I think it's important to be aware of that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Cause I feel like, um, also like another misconception that's kind of like along the lines is like a lot of people are like oh you're gonna hit six figures if you do x y and z in the mm-hmm. beginning of the business and that is possible mm-hmm. but to get to that you have to also like put in the work and like one build up your clientele because like fills pay your bills yes. that's what we always preach yeah. about um you have to build up your clientele to really get that reoccurring income if not mm-hmm. like sets come and go those aren't like they seem like those aren't big, your bread and butter yeah they seem like they're like your big cash because it's like so much at once but like that if they're gone and they don't keep coming back you only got that lump sum i would rather mm-hmm. take four fills for like a hundred bucks each you know for an example than one full set for yeah. the whole time because then it's just like those people will keep reoccurring yeah. 
and I think for me also like I posted a thread about this but this is like the hill I will die on is like we are not in the beauty business we're in a people business yes and if you take care of your clients they'll take care of you and not just and you know okay maybe you don't care about your clients like let's say for you know for whatever that you don't care at the end of the day, it is more profitable to take care of your clients, treat them well, get them the services that they need, because it's cheaper to keep a client than it is to keep finding new clients. And long-term clients will refer other clients mm-hmm. and keep being money in your pocket. Yeah, plus- Even if you truly, you know, are not one that cares for people that way, it's in your best interest and it will behoove you to still treat your clients like you care. Yeah. Well, also, honestly, it's kind of just like if you flip that scenario around and it's like when I get a really great service, I'm excited. And I tell Mm -hmm. everybody about that. And it's kind of like the same situation. It's like when they're coming in and they're clients and they're getting that exceptional service and they're just like absolutely obsessed to you. That's how word of mouth works. Yeah. That's literally how I built up my whole business. If you like. I think word of mouth is the best for services, especially like services like that are kind of more big ticket items like lips lip filler lashes brows nails like everything Mm -hmm. like that i feel feel like like it's word of mouth i feel like you'll probably still trust someone off the like off of instagram a little more true but like for me if i was gonna get a bra tattoo i would not just trust pictures i'd want to see someone who i know or who you know i met who has your work on their face and same with lashes like i'm not gonna pay 200 dollars for a full set of lashes usually unless i just got it to be bond um unless i've seen that work in person and i'm like okay it's bomb i feel like once you see it in person it it hits different it hits different you're You're, kind of just like okay and then that person also speaks about the experience and yeah that that sells you because they're so excited and so hyped Mm -hmm. about it that that literally they're just like oh my gosh you need to go to this person because like x y and z Mm -hmm. and then you're just like well damn i need to get that same experience so it's just like make sure you're consistent with your experiences especially at the beginning we should do an episode of just like will you what to expect or what to do as a beginner yeah and i think also um on that note you know as far as providing services and taking care of your clients you know you providing a quality service um is not enough to keep a client no so you know how you treat your clients that customer service um you know and how how fair you are with them you know, your personality, the customer service, that's what's going to keep a client coming to you. Yeah, and we're not even telling you just, especially like me, I'm kind of more of like a quiet person. Just be nice. Just If, yeah, if they just go on a nice. holiday, be like, oh, hey, Just remember hey, stuff, hey, dude. It's hey, just how like, was your trip to Hawaii? Mm-hmm. How, how was your kid's graduation? Like, you don't have to be over, you don't have to be ingenuous about, you know, you know, or like, be best or, friends or, with or all overly, your clients. Yeah, or overly friendly or anything. No, it's just, like, literally just, just get to nice. know them. Just be a nice And, like, person. build, like, a friendship. And, like, honestly, like, um, I feel like we could both say this, but, like, with our clients, we literally are just, like, we're catching up with life. It's, like, girl time every mm-hmm. time they come in. Yeah. And, like, they like they I, love that. And yeah. I love that, too, because it's, like, I get to, like, live vicariously off my clients yeah. and, like... um. I'm able to see what they've been up to and just, you know, catch up like that. it's insane. Like, you know, and I'm not trying to hate on anybody. Everybody's different. You don't have to talk to your clients. That's fine. You don't have to. But I'm just telling you, if there's not that bond there, it's more likely, it's more likely that they will, it'll be easier for them to part ways with you. Mm-hmm. Because um, there's no, like, connection there. Mm-mm. Versus, like, I feel like a lot of our girls are just, like, don't like don't leave us even yeah. if you like or don't ever yeah. try to do lashes anymore like i've had conversations with like, clients we'll about you 
Yeah. <laughs> I've had conversations with clients about like, oh, maybe I'll move. And they're like, so are you going to fly in every other week to do my lashes? Yeah, like they still want to mm-hmm. get serviced by us. And so it's yeah. just like you definitely and have we, to keep that in mind. Me and Ben actually had that conversation earlier. Like, would you, you know, because she was asking me, I'm wanting to get into tiny tattoos and stuff. She's like, would you stop? providing lashes if you ever got too busy and I was like no I don't think I ever could Mm -hmm. and I've literally had clients tell me that they would keep coming to me even if I did shitty lashes yeah because they love me so much and I mean and they're like it's great because you don't you do great lashes but you know it is something to be mindful of you don't have to be overly friendly you don't have to be ingenuous like if you don't want to be best friends with your clients don't do that because people can feel when it's ingenuine but just try to be like kind yeah just nice. i think just get to know the person because like yeah. honestly um even when people just like remember like little things that makes me so happy because mm-hmm. i'm just like damn you like actually took the time to remember that you like listen to me yeah. yeah and then i even had somebody tell me that before. before where literally they were just like wow you actually listened to what i was mm-hmm. saying you remembered that and i was like yeah i was you know because yeah, i course. was you know genuinely curious about that and I, also i feel like like I was kind of saying a little bit before, like I'm not much of a talkative person. So sometimes there are days where I'm just like, I want to be more quiet or anything, but I will still catch up with them with like at least the first like 15, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, like you can kind of feel the vibe too. Like they get Put quiet, music, you know, we always have podcast. music playing. Um, but it's like, they kind of get a little comfy and then it's just like, you're like, okay, I'm about to just put in work and it's just like silence. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, you get a little bit of both. It's not always Mm -hmm. just like talk, talk, talk. Cause I know sometimes it's difficult to lash when people are talking, especially Especially some people are very expressive, Yeah, very expressive with their faces, but at least get to know them for like a little bit and then, okay, then get into the work and then start lashing, you know, and they'll understand that too. And they kind of like get the idea of it too. They're like, they'll chit chat with you and then they'll get like, okay, relax or vice versa. They relax and and they'll wake up. It's also important to like give your clients the floor like you have to understand sometimes your clients like i've had clients tell me that this is their only time where they get to stop and like relax Mm -hmm. and this is like their only them time where they're not doing anything because like with lashing it isn't like other services you can't really be on your phone you can't be really replying to people you know you know no it's kind of like a one-on-one intimate time yeah really Mm -hmm. so it's just like you kind of have to give them the floor and have them yeah get to know you and then you get to know them too i know a lot of people are like oh i don't share my personal life or any of that but honestly that's kind of how my clients have stayed with me it's just like we bonded over something that has happened in our like Mm -hmm. personal lives and stuff yeah and but i do think it's important to just like remember it is like a service for them like you know, I think also just, like, remembering when it's, like, when you are getting the service done, you know. But also, you want it to be a good experience for them where they get to either, if they want to complain about something in their life, that they get to. And no, I'm not saying like, it to be a therapist. It's like, I was about to but, say, it's, like, kind of being in therapy. It's just kind yeah, of, like, but, sometimes you need to know when to listen and sometimes you also mm-hmm. know when when to speak as well. Yeah, and I also just want to just, like, give them their alone time. If they're in the, like, they don't want to talk, they don't want to talk. But also, you know, just make sure that, it's overall a good experience for them, and the good, ex- a good service isn't enough to keep a client. I don't mm-hmm. feel more like, of the story is like yeah. I prefer an experience and having mm-hmm. a great time over going to like, for example, like I'm gonna say restaurants because those are always like mm-hmm. where we notice the most. I would rather get like the most exceptional service and the sh- the food be like mid. And I would still be so excited to go back yeah. because of the server than go to a fancy-ass restaurant and the food is fantastic and I had a shitty-ass waiter. Oh, a, a shitty waiter will ruin everything. It that's, really that's does. That's how it is with the service, too. Yeah. Because so I've like, definitely had, like, gotten services where I felt like I was irritating the person the whole time. Yeah. And I was like, damn, like, God forbid I ask you to do your damn job. Like, yeah. And I feel bad saying that, but, you know, don't make people feel that way. And I think you'll get pretty far. 
Yeah, just honestly have an exceptional service, and that's how you get reoccurring clients because it builds word mm-hmm. of mouth, and word of mouth is major. It's yeah. literally word of mouth is so good locally, yeah. Um, but it's kind of the same thing if you build up like an you know a social media presence, and that's how your word of mouth works as well. Is like because people are like tagging you and all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think there was one other one that I want to talk about or that we had on here, but now I'm like. No, I think that's it. Okay. I think that is it. Yeah, wow. Okay, yeah. well, that wraps up our first podcast. podcast. Yeah. Um, we will be doing more podcasts, um, and we are going to be kind of talking about everything. We're not just going to keep it lash-related. We are going to do, like, what business, like, mm-hmm. mental health, I yeah, feel like. I feel like the, that's a big thing that I don't feel like it's discussed enough as a, as a business owner is because we are, like, you're the marketer. You're you're the you're social media team. You're everything. You're the one who's replying to the DMs. You're the you one who's and your doing seven the personalities have to like yeah. pull up and do all of the above. Yeah, and sometimes like if you're struggling with your mental health and stuff, it's a lot. So I, I definitely think yeah. there's a lot of stuff that we need to touch base on. And honestly, I think that some of the episodes were also just going to be bullshitting. Yeah, so, just keeping you know, it fun and just yeah. exciting and like kind of I, go me and from Brenda there. both love true crime, so yes. we're still trying to get into. We're gonna start researching stuff for that too yeah maybe have like a little true crime episode or whatever but yeah so that's kind of a little bit of it thanks so much for staying tuned throughout this whole podcast if you guys ever want to reach out you can find me at the glam room dot brenda on instagram and i'm complete beauty dot llc um and so i'm violet so